0: Conservative? You bet. Controversial? Right again. It's time to squabble on the Jim Benson Show.
1: Hello and welcome to another edition of the Jim Benson Show. Conservative talk radio covering the issues that concern you here on the BBS radio network. Well, another election, another train wreck for the Republican Party. Not a complete train wreck, uh, but uh, certainly not what Republicans supporting Trump wanted. And that's most of them, excepting much of the GOP leadership,
2: I'm sorry to say. Democrats won important races around the country, though
1: there were also some notable Republican electoral victories. I'm not a fanatical anti-abortion type, but I have to agree with the pro-life people that abortion is killing human beings. There seems to be lots of disagreement about what stage of a woman's pregnancy abortion can be more justified. But I was surprised to see that voters in Ohio supposedly approved an amendment to the state's constitution guaranteeing abortion rights up to the moment of birth. So if I understand Ohio's new state constitutional provision correctly, a young woman can abort her baby the day before she gives birth. But once the baby is born, then killing the baby is forbidden. Right. Anyway, this pro abortion Democrat victory is being hailed around the country as proof that Joe Biden and the radical left's agenda is absolutely what Americans overwhelmingly approve of.
2: Right. Now, I'm not so sure that the Ohioans did approve this, but without some help uh, on the voting side, but uh,
1: we'll get more into that later. Uh, After decades, we also have to remember that after decades of pro abortion brainwashing by our pro Chinese Communist Party, Aligned mainstream media and the rest of pop culture, because they do a lot of abortions in China and have done. I'm not surprised that at least some people are, in fact, today
2: fanatically pro choice. They've been
1: manipulated to see this as just a thing that has to be done. We got to have lots of abortion, birth control, health care. And they do support abortion on demand for anyone, even young girls up to the moment of birth. Of course, a little planning and self restraint could avoid the whole issue of unwanted pregnancies, but that's a topic for another program. In short, the 2023 elections left me feeling with feelings of more feelings of fear and dread. I'm convinced that our elections nationwide this month once again confirm that our elections are to a significant degree still rigged in favor of the communist left in America. Communist left, which is today aided and abetted by many who claim to be Republicans and or political conservatives slash independents. And that brings me to Republican National Committee head Rona Romney Rhino, quote, Biden won, unquote, McDaniel. McDaniel is the niece of the infamous Rhino, that's Republican in name only, U.S. Senator Mitt Romney, and has been steadily leading the Republican Party to political oblivion. Since she was appointed by Trump, as I understand it, in 2018, we've now had major losses for the GOP in the last four major elections under Rona Romney Rhino McDaniel, who was reelected to continue leading the RNC last year by our feckless Republican leadership around the country. I know President Trump was supported, has supported her, but
2: and I understand he's got to work with people. But I wonder what he currently thinks.
1: The Republican local committee people around the country that I understand. Keep supporting McDaniel, apparently, like being part of the Utah Party and constantly losing to the communist left. Trump is trying to work with these people, but even enough should be enough, as I see it. GOP presidential candidate Vivek Ramaswamy has called for McDaniel to resign, along as have many others, due to her disastrous leadership or lack thereof, but, or lack of leadership, that is, but true to form, she's constantly, continually refused to resign. She got something like over 400000 in salary last year. This year, so far, $350,000. i am not giving any more money to the Republican National Committee. The leadership of the Republican Party must realize that Trump is the choice of the great majority of the rank and file membership of the GOP and solidly back him. It's become clear to me we need to form a new political party and abandon the corrupt and stupid, phony Republicans, which will be the death of the GOP if this happens. But so be it. The problem is there isn't time to form a new political party before the 2024 election, so we have to stick with the Republican Party. And many people in the Republican Party, there are many good people here, but we'd better get busy reforming the GOP and weeding out those phonies still polluting it and colluding with their masters in the Communist Party USA, the Democratic Communist Party, and Communist China before it's too late. Donald Trump besieged as he is with the deep state's unending use of our governmental forces against him, can hold all the packed rallies he wants around the country. The polls, the ones not rigged like our elections, can keep showing Trump far ahead of the gangster and communist agent Joe Biden. It doesn't matter. The pro-CCP U.S. establishment has no intention of ever letting Trump back in political office. As I see it, cabal of criminals and traitors have infiltrated and stolen our country and are substantially in control of our government and will not tolerate Donald Trump and MAGA. That's Make America Great Again, his MAGA movement. They will not tolerate Trump and these Americans getting in their way. Why is the situation as it is today? Bunny from communist China and its horribly corrupting influence on our country. As Congressman Mike Gallagher has pointed out, There are trillions of dollars sloshing around between the USA and Communist Chinese Party after decades of GOP plotting and infiltration of American government and society, made possible by the gigantic money laundering operation that is Communist China. So many of our societal elites today are so awash in money from and invested in Communist China, I should say and or invested in, that they are blind with their greed And stupidly delude themselves into believing that a CCP takeover America, which is what they plan, what they're saying they're going to do eventually, won't be all that bad. And that they, that's these people with their money from China, that they will continue to be rich and influential. These fools openly or covertly serve communist China, many of them
2: covertly. Not America. How stupid can they be? I'll resume discussion of our elections in a few moments,
1: but first let's briefly go over some of the other important current events, which could well lead the USA into a war, if not World War III, which I greatly fear we could well lose and become subjugated by the CCP, which is, as I said, is their ultimate goal anyway, as well as their allies, radical Islam and other U.S enemies, assuming there's not a major nuclear exchange that wipes us all off the face of the Earth. The situation with the Israeli-Hamas war remains chaotic and uncertain, but they have been making progress in Gaza against their enemies. there, the Hamas terrorists. However, recently I've heard that the Turkey, which apparently has declared war against Israel, has sent some of its military people in. And there was reports just the other day, a day or two ago, that Turkish military personnel are believed to have been involved in fighting with the Israelis in Gaza and destroyed some 20 tanks. I'm not sure if it was in Gaza or elsewhere, but I believe it was, which
2: is a very significant escalation of the war. Now,
1: Biden and Blinken and company are seeming to be caving into this this, this demands from the Arab world that the
2: Israelis step back and have a ceasefire so they
1: can save Hamas. I don't want to see the Palestinians killed. I don't want to see children killed. It's a terrible situation all the way around. But the Hamas people committed this barbaric act against Israel. At this point, there's been no sign of the 242, now they say, Israeli and foreign, including American, hostages taken in that surprise Hamas terror attack and genocide of more than, now they say, 1,400, more than 1,400 Israelis and others on the Yom Kippur religious holiday October 7. Hamas last reported that some 50 of the hostages have been killed in Israeli attacks in Gaza. And even with U.S. military special forces, drones, and other actions in Gaza searching for the hostages, they have yet to be found, and only a few have been released by Hamas for supposedly humanitarian reasons. What a contradiction. The savagely violent Hamas fanatics releasing hostages for humanitarian reasons. As I see it, what choice does Israel have but to destroy Hamas Which all but certainly carried out their barbaric attack with a great deal of military and other financial support of radical from radical Islamic organizations and governments, particularly Iran, which is a key ally of communist China. Since the Biden administration supported Biden since the Biden administration supported by people in Congress, including Senate Majority Leader Chuck Schumer and Minority Leader Mitch McConnell, his two buddies, has blatantly refused to enforce Trump-era sanctions against Iran. The mullahs ruling Iran have been freely selling lots of their oil to China and elsewhere and amassing tens of billions in cash reserves to fund radical Islam and Islamic terrorism around the world. Joe Biden, Schumer, and the others supporting Biden's policies have significant responsibility for the terror that happened in Israel on October 7th.
2: That's how I see it anyway. It's also interesting
1: to note that, according to a recent article in Britain's Daily Mail, three, the three, three of the top Hamas leaders living lavish lifestyles in Qatar, some say Qatar, are worth a combined $11 billion, with hundreds of millions meant as humanitarian assistance for the Palestinians in Gaza and elsewhere, in Israel and the surrounding regions, continuing to flow into these men's hands. When Hamas does apparently spend some of this money, it's supposedly largely being spent for weapons and training for terrorists. When this war ends, much financial assistance is going to be needed to help rebuild the Gaza Strip, and I think it needs to be done. But these monstrous Hamas leaders should first spend all their massive cash reserves on assistance for the Palestinians in Gaza, none of which must go toward funding further terrorism. But how exactly are we going to manage that, especially with people like Anthony Blinken admitting, as I understand the other day, did. I thought it, or, that we have given something like $100 million for humanitarian assistance at Palestine, and they know a good portion of us has gone to Hamas. What are we doing? <laughs> While support for so-called humanitarian ceasefire in Gaza is growing among Western countries, I don't see that it's our place in the West to try to bully the Israelis into any such ceasefire which aids and abets the terrorists. As again, I say I don't want to see that the death and destruction in Gaza. I have seen what were said to be
2: videos of Gazans standing around watching watching videos of uh, the Hamas terrorist attack
1: October 7th, cheering. I would still think that many of the Gazans that don't want this. I'm sure they are. But uh, the fact is, they, their government was taken over by Hamas, whether with their support, with the Gazans' support or not. But... Um, It's
2: just a terrible mess all the way around, but it's not something that – this is the front line. I saw a statement – well, let's see. I was going to say I don't see that, like I said, it's our place to bully the Israelis into
1: surrendering after they're on their way toward winning against the terrorists. As one commentator pointed out recently, in the past, Israelis won wars and then lost the peace by being forced to make major concessions to its enemies. I recently saw a statement by someone on the internet which was worded to the effect that the U.S. didn't stand for anyone calling for compassion and concessions to our Islamic terrorist enemies after the 9-11 terrorist attacks on U.S. soil. And likewise, neither should Israel be told to be or be bullied into being compassionate to the religious fanatics and madmen who slaughtered their people. To Hamas, Israel, and the rest of the Western
2: world are infidels. The Israelis, as I said, are on the front line in this conflict. But if Hamas wins, we elsewhere in Western civilization are next. And this, by the way, folks, is a
1: conflict between Islam and Western Europe, U.S., Western civilization. It has been going on for over a thousand years. Yet here we are today with so many millions of our Western elites. Well, I don't say millions, but so many of our Western elites so eager to do business with and support the CCP. And by proxy, Hamas, which it supports, and the other Islamic terrorists dedicated to our destruction. One former high-ranking U.S. military officer and political commentator with some recent observations about the Israeli-Hamas war and its implications for the U.S.A. and the rest of the world is retired U.S. Air Force Lieutenant General Thomas McInderney. He's made some very interesting comments about the rigged and stolen elections. since the debacle of the 2020 U.S. election, and since and since, but. I hadn't heard from him recently and was worried he'd been murdered or something similarly dastardly had happened to him. But it turns out he's been busy co-authoring a new book titled Invisible Treason in America, which has just come out. And I have just purchased this book and read it. And it's available for something like $12 on Amazon.com to their credit because Amazon's known to support a lot of leftist stuff. But um I highly recommend it to anyone concerned about the U.S. and world situation today. In a few moments, I want to read from just a few passages of this book, primarily from the chapter on the rigged elections. But as the authors point out, and it's McInerney and several others, and uh, I think all pretty much all of them are – most of them are uh, uh, ex-military people. <clears throat> and as they point out, there have been very few actual treason trials in the U.S. since its founding – and the concept of treason was a difficult one for the nation's founders to grapple with, given that they were committing treason against the British crown at the time of America's birth. The authors note accusing people of treason against the British, uh, accusing people of getting, accusing people of treason and getting convictions in our courts for it are two different, very different things. They su- suggest possibly having a constitutional amendment to more carefully and fully define just what treason is and should be in light of today's. Polit- political situation and events, but personally, I'm leery of pushing constitutional amendments for just about anything since it's difficult and risky in light of today's political realities. Nevertheless, I think you'll find this book a fascinating and valuable read, and it puts things that have happened with our elections in a much clearer perspective than I found elsewhere these, these days. Before we delve further into invisible treason in America, the book that is here's a, a short audio clip from an interview with General McKennedy by Emerald Robinson on her The Absolute Truth program on frankspeech.com,
2: October thirty. Play sound by one, please.
3: General, that leads me to my next question. Uh, you say what needs to happen, but let's be honest with the administration that's in place and the goals of many people in the administration, it doesn't seem that the, 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 the actions you say need to be taken will be taken. So we have one minute left. Are we potentially headed for another world war? That's the fear I hear from regular Americans every single day, General.
0: Emerald, there is that possibility. There is no question. And we should be doing everything we can to stop it. But I'm not sure this administration wants to do that. And by the actions that they've conducted in the United States with uh, surrendering in Afghanistan, it was not a withdrawal by open borders, by deflating the dollar, taking the preeminent position of the dollar down, by teaching critical race theory in our service academies and in the military, and making a woke military emerald that we have today, they have greatly weakened us. So we have a problem, and they could very well lead us into another world war. That certainly is on my mind and concerns me greatly because the outcome would not be like the last two, in my humble opinion, if we're not careful.
3: Yeah, we all need to be praying uh, about that, and and we hope that it doesn't come to that point. But as I said, there are many Americans, many Americans from across the political spectrum today who are very concerned about that very real possibility. Thank you so much, General Thomas McInerney, for joining us. It's good to see you again.
1: I don't think you heard it on that audio file, but uh, in the General's comments during the full video clip, which was posted on frankspeech.com, from Emile Robinson's show. McKinnerty also mentioned the Biden administration's refusal to enforce Trump-era economic sanctions against Iran. To me, in yet another effort to placate and please their CCP masters, Iran's ally, as being a major factor in enabling military funding for Hamas, Hezbollah, and other Islamic terrorist organizations and their supporters. All right, now let's delve into some of the content of McKinnerney's and his co-authors new book in just here a couple of things he says in here uh, th- to start off th- there's a lot there's an entire chapter on the hammer and scorecard you need to know about this I don't I'm not sure if it's mentioned in the part I'm going to read about the elections but they contend as have many others that this CIA developed supercomputer system known as the hammer and this elections interference program with it known as scorecard have been used by the Chinese communist party, or at least they have, they've have been able to built, build and operate their own. Uh, they could, uh, the source code for these, the system, he, as he's, as McKinney points out ended up in China. We don't know exactly how that happened. I've heard McKinney say at one time he thought that James Baker may be involved in getting them this, but he was a former chief counsel or general counsel for the FBI. He went to work at Twitter to sensory conservatives until he was fired by Elon Musk after Musk took over Twitter, now known as X. But anyway, it goes on and on. Um, there's a, let me read a paragraph from the, the chapter on hammer and scorecard in the book. The hammer is a surveillance supercomputer. It was used to conduct illegal and unconstitutional government data gathering and wiretapping. Along with its software application scorecard, the CIA used it to alter election results without detection. Now, he's saying the CIA, Mike Lindell, who has the website, frankspeech.com, big time, has a lot of stuff about election integrity and election fraud and so forth on his website. He said the Chinese have a copy of this system and that 92% of these massive cyber attacks during our recent elections – on our election equipment have come from china anyway continuing back continuing back in this paragraph uh, it, it was argued that there's i'll go before i put this more in a little more let me put this in a little more perspective um but let me finish this paragraph the cia used it to alter election results without detection according to cia whistleblower dennis montgomery military sources revealed Exclusively to Mary Fanning of the American Report. That's the AmericanReport.org. Where they have a lot of information about this. Uh, that the hammer was a powerful foreign surveillance tool that was helped to has that helped to keep America safe after 9/11. Now, a little bit more background on this. Dennis Montgomery was supposed. He's a computer expert. Uh, he was contacted by the CIA and the Justice Department. I understand years ago. Uh, to build this supercomputer system and they supplied the computer hardware and millions of dollars. And, and I'm not sure whether he, I believe he did also come up with the scorecard program, but in any event, he said that it was then it was used for foreign surveillance and elections interference in foreign countries against terrorists and that, but then it was, he claimed it was illegally commandeered by Obama's people, specifically the Trump haters, John Brennan, former CIA chief and director of national intelligence, former director of national intelligence, intelligence, James Clapper. They moved it to a secure facility in Fort Washington, Maryland, and then used it illegally. They and others, or someone did it, but I believe they're implicated in this, to illegally spy on Americans. And the reason for that would be to gather data for which they could compromise people. Uh, This included Supreme Court justices, and they also used to spy on Trump, it said. All right, well, anyway, let's move on here. Here's chapter four in Invisible Treason in America is about the stolen election of 2020. I'm going to begin reading now from the chapter. As we look back at the chronicles of our great republic, specific events and dates become prominent in people's minds. Pearl Harbor, the JFK assassination, 9-11 and nine eleven are at the top. What quickly coming into dominance is the stolen twenty twenty election and the catastrophic, still unresolved, chain of events that followed and continues to this day. Was the January sixth protest and in an their insurrection or a coup? What happened that day when Pelosi locked down and suspended the rules? Were votes taken but not recorded? If so, on what topics? What troubled election will go down as the most corrupt in American history? I'm sorry, it says that troubled election will go down as the most corrupt in American history. The investigation has since been avoided, even covered up by both political parties, state governments, U.S. government agencies, DOJ, Homeland Security, FBI, big tech, mainstream media, and wealthy Americans like Mark Zuckerberg, George Soros, and Bill Gates, to name a few, Years have passed, but any discussion or debate about 2020 election fraud can still get you banned on social media. Election night saw anticipation, excitement, and hope. Trump's rallies rallies drew tens of thousands, with thousands more waiting outside. Biden's drew maybe 50 or 60 people if they weren't paid. He spent most of his time in his basement, out of the way of the political operatives. He avoided debates. As the evening and counting progressed, it became clear that Trump would win re-election. Starting in 2017, we were under new management, a new paradigm we hadn't seen since at least the Reagan years. We were honorably ending decades of explosive, expensive, unnecessary wars in countries few could find on a map. The economy was growing. Manufacturing was coming back to the States. Filling your tank was cheap. People were buying homes. There was a renewed pride in being American. Five of the battleground states were doing well for President Trump. Pennsylvania was 41.8% for Biden and 57% for Trump, with 64% of the vote counted. Michigan was 44.4% Biden, with Trump at 54%, with 59% of the vote counted. Georgia was 45.6% Biden and 53.1% Trump, with 83% of the vote in. North Carolina was 48.7% for Biden and 50.1% for Trump, with 94% in. Wisconsin was 46.8% Biden and 51.7% Trump, with 82% of the vote in. The polls were closed in all those states. Suddenly, the counting stopped at around 11 p.m. Eastern in the Democrat-run swing states. States like Arizona shut down for a suspicious 90 minutes. When they awoke, Biden was unexpectedly ahead. A blanket of secrecy and deceit then descended on America. Uh, Turning the page here. Continuing, Trump's lead completely disappeared days later. We are told that Dementia Joe Biden did not even campaign, got a record, who did not even campaign, got a record 81 million votes. Was it mathematically possible for Biden to come back to win these states by huge margins? Or was it total fraud unfolding in front of our eyes? For simplicity, we will divide the counting into three parts. One, action that changed vote counts. Like mail-in ballots in those states that did not have legislative approval, and cyber warfare using hammer and scorecard as an example. Action and two, action by influencers or vote shapers like fake news and social media, like Twitter, Facebook, Google, and YouTube. Action and three, action by US government agencies like the FBI that told that hid the Hunter Biden laptop story, plus the 51 former intelligence community leaders. That signed a document that said that the Hunter Biden laptop was probably Russian disinformation. Now we know that was all been debunked. All these efforts to shape and change the election made the most corrupt, made it the most corrupt in American history. This was treason. Those who planned, took part in, concealed and controlled these crimes. They were and are aiding and abetting America's enemies, foreign and domestic. General Mike Flynn calls the fifth generation calls this fifth generation warfare. China calls it an unrestricted war. I don't know if you're familiar. I'm digressing here from the book. I don't know if you're familiar with the two People's Liberation Army colonels in China that wrote the book, uh, came out a few years ago called Unrestricted Warfare to be used against America. Getting back to the book, the Democratic Party had cheated in the 2012 and 2016 elections to a limited degree, which is why Hillary Clinton said, quote, Trump cheated, close quote. She knew, they knew that their cheating would not be enough. So they could produce the Russia collusion story. The FBI knew the Trump-Russia collusion was a hoax early in 2017, but hid the truth. And they're quoting someone here, quote, it was a greatly political hit job from the start by top members of the highest law enforcement agency in the land against a candidate and then president they opposed, close quote. And this quote is from the New York Post, June 11, 2022. Continuing on in the book, let us say that divine providence countered their 2016 cheating. Consequently, they were all out in 2020. Cheating was so blatant that many people have written about it and produced documentaries and radio shows discussing it. You may be familiar with uh, Dinesh D'Souza's 2,000 Mules and some others. Getting back to the book, the COVID-19 pandemic was a deliberate biological attack by the Chinese Communist Party and domestic enemies started by the Wuhan Virology Lab No. 4. It was not an accident. For the first time in history, Americans were forbidden to assemble, attend public events, or even go to church. Family gatherings were discouraged or banned. It was part of the Chinese military doctrine issued in 2005 called Unrestricted Warfare. This would enable China to gain global dominance without using kinetic warfare, but by using massive biological warfare, that is COVID-19 in this case, and cyber warfare, hammer and scorecard. Unfortunately, our own CDC, that's the Federal Centers for Disease Control, funded gain of function, that's research which led to the development, supposedly, reportedly led to the development of the COVID-19 virus, to the Wuhan lab. So part of, so in other words, the US government funded this, helped fund it, this development in China, which is what it's believed to be. China denies all this as the US government developed it and put it on put it on them. But anyway, part so part of our going back to the book, so part of our government was an enabler of this biological attack. Thank you, Doctor Fauci. On November 2, 2020, Lieutenant General McKinney, the author of this book, went on the Steve Bannon war room program and predicted that Biden would win because the Democrats were going to use a CIA special access program called Hammer and Scorecard to steal the election from President Trump. What he did not yet know was that Hammer and Scorecard were transferred to the Chinese Communist Party and that they used it late on the 3 November and early on 4 November to switch votes from Trump to Biden. Thus, the CCP elected Biden, not the American people. American eyes watch this in real time. Several reported U.S. VPNs, that's virtual, I forget, VPNs, uh, sharing, uh, I'm sorry, that's a uh, virtual private network, so sharing voting data with servers in China, reportedly including Director of National Intelligence John Ratcliffe. These sources need to be subpoenaed to testify. Such an action to help a foreign State, China, steal an election would be both treason and an act of war, as I have been saying for quite some time. Back to the book here. Bannon was tipped off by a reliable source, says C-Chapter 3, since he reported on March 17, 2017, that the Democrats were listening to the Trump campaign and his new administration. Bannon was confident that this breaking information was correct. He did not know that the CCP had the Hammer Scorecard source code given or sold to them. Probably by here he is probably by James Baker, who was then working for Twitter. James Baker being the former general counsel of the FBI, who then went to work for Twitter until he was fired by Elon Musk. As the, and then back to the book, as their deputy general counsel, and got as James Baker for the FBI, and got it from Dennis Montgomery when he became a whistleblower in 2015. Fortunately, fingerprints were on the source code, which is what he's saying here: is that it can be tracked and find out who transferred this to the communist Chinese, if we are going to investigate. I don't know why everyone's so terrified to do this, but now to simplify a complex operation, we will focus on the six battleground states, Arizona, Nevada, Wisconsin, Michigan, Pennsylvania, and Georgia, that decided the outcome of the election and the primary operations in changing the vote counts plus influencers on the voting public. Some of the best documentation we found was in the following, Debunked, a book by Joseph Freed, the documentary 2,000 Mules anchored by Dinesh D'Souza, Catherine Engelbrecht, and Greg Phillips of True the Vote, who found an innovative way to detect ballot harvesting. Plus, Mary Fanning, who initially – she's one of the co-authors of this book, by the way, Uh, and she operates with Alan Jones, the website theamericanreport.org. They have a lot of material here. There's so much of it's almost overwhelming. But if you want to find out more about this in detail, you can check their website. <clears throat> she also wrote and produced a series of documentaries with Mike Lindell, CEO of MyPillow, starting with Absolute Proof, then Absolute Interference and Peril. Mike, These are on his website, by the way. That's uh, frankspeech.com. He has a new website. I'll mention a bit. Uh, it's now called franksocial.com to help with election fraud, detecting election fraud. Mike also had a well-publicized cyber symposium in August 2021. It did not produce the results he had hoped for, but was still remarkably effective. Even though Dennis Montgomery could not be there for medical reasons, Liddell has been a patriot spending substantial money exposing this corruption. Now, I'm not sure if I mentioned it, but Dennis Montgomery supposedly made whistleblower complaints when he found out that the, with the DOJ, uh, Department of Justice, U.S. government, uh, when he found out that these the hammer and scorecard were being used illegally. He he brought he turned 47 hard drives with data that it had supposedly illegally harvested from Americans over to James Baker, at that time General Counsel for the FBI, and some other people in the Department of Justice, who then supposedly buried it, and, uh, bait, and uh, Dennis Montgomery was put under a lifetime gag order under, under U.S. Uh, security and secrecy statutes, and he's trying to get out from under that. Uh, there's been a lawsuit with his business, former business partner, but the government intervened and that so he could not testify about this stuff because it would irreparably imp- harm US national security. So I understand it's, it's an ongoing thing. But anyway, getting back to the book. Uh, Trump attorney Christina Bob supplies insights. Oh, wait a minute. Let, let me start. I'm missing up here. Uh, <clears throat> since each of these battleground states had serious and unmistakable evidence of corruption, Vice President Pence could have introduced in the Electoral College by the Electoral Act. Of 1887, which says that the vice president can reconcile states' certificates if they violate federal law, Pence was, has publicly admitted that he had the right to reject states' votes. They've since had a voting Congress, I think, which restricts that activity. But anyway, back to the book. Since cyber warfare was not available to the founding fathers or the Congress in 1878, Vice President Pence should have named the fraudulent votes in the six battleground states mentioned above as a violation of federal law. He should. Have then directed them back to the state legislators for corrective action, audit action, on the fraudulent vote count instituted by the CCP and corrupt Democrats. And I would say also their allies, the Rhinos, Republicans in name only. He did not. This was a soft coup to tap and an act of treason. More. Trump attorney Christina Bob supplies insights into the January 6, 2021 electoral count that no one else has discussed. She says that four states, Wisconsin, Georgia, Pennsylvania, and Arizona, sent letters to Congress asking for their votes to be returned so they could deliberate deliberate, and make sure Congress certified the correct slates of electors. Uh, Rudy Giuliani, uh, former counsel for Trump and former mayor of New York City, has also mentioned this, I believe. Uh, Article 12 of the Constitution does not prohibit this, although some claim that the Electoral Count Act does not allow it. Bob correctly points out that the Constitution trumps federal law. Trump... Asked Pence to honor the requests of the state legislators and return their electoral votes. Pence refused. And there's a, he's citing a, an article, I believe, on Twitter here, a web a, a link to it. But anyway, examples of the fraudulent vote count on by states were the following: Pennsylvania had 377 more ballots than voters, meaning some had a printing. Someone had a printing press. Georgia had 4,000 ballots scanned simultaneously, 16,034 ballots added several days after the checking, 17,724 ballots had no scanning, and finally, 132,284 ballots were not authenticated, plus 350,000 votes were unsigned. Arizona, there were at least two twenty thousand to 200,000 illegally cast ballots. 40 precincts had impossible return rates of 97 percent or more. Wisconsin, 197 19,283 active voter records over 100 years old, about 97,000 centenarians in the United States. And they had, just in Wisconsin alone, 119,283 active voter records for people over 100 years old and combined active and inactive voter records over 500,000. All Green Bay, Wisconsin machines were ESS-branded and connected a secret Wi-Fi point in the Grand Hyatt Hotel controlled by a Democrat operative named Spitzer Rubenstein from New York the spike of votes primarily from Madison Wisconsin in the middle of the night of November 4 that moved Biden from a de- deficit of 109 thousand to a lead of 11,000 has a pattern of behavior or fingerprints of cyber warfare and he puts in parentheses hammer scorecard he goes on there's, there's much more of it here it's just it's just it, it, it's just amazing what's, what's happened here and yet we're getting nothing. No one our intelligence is refusing to and they're doing everything they can to shut down people who people who are who were with Trump or Trump's officials who are trying to bring this up. they're prosecuting him raiding their homes in the middle of the night. This is terrible. this is in my country, it's in your country. I could go on and on. anyway I highly recommend you get the book and read it if you're concerned about this stuff. Now, I'm putting the book down. I mentioned that McKinney had mentioned that Biden administration's refusal to enforce Trump-era economic sanctions against Iran. And to me, this is yet another effort to placate and please their masters, their CCP masters, Iran's ally, because that's what CCP wants. And Iran did not want a peace agreement coming between Saudi Arabia and Israel. They want death to Israel. They want death to America and Biden and company. I just – it doesn't make any sense unless you look at – they're trying to appease their communist masters. All right, now let's delve into some of the other content. Well, actually, I'm going to – I don't think we have time to do it. I want to do some more – read some more from it. It's a very, very interesting read. One of the ways a communist servant and America hater Joe Biden and company are working diligently to destroy this nation. So it can eventually be handed over to the CCP and its globalist, which is another name for totalitarian communism – its globalist minions, is the insanity of open borders. Here's audio from a media briefing U.S. Senator Ted Cruz from Texas and other members gave after a recent visit to the U.S.-Mexican border. Play sound by two, please.
3: When we were down there, we asked the Border Patrol agents, we said, how many Democrats come down to do this? And they laughed. They said, oh, Democrats don't do this. A couple of Democrats have been to the border. They don't go on midnight patrols. They don't go actually encounter the illegal immigrants. We now know Joe Biden went to the border once. He went to El Paso. And he instructed his advance team, clean all the illegal immigrants out. He said, according to the White House, said he did not encounter a single illegal immigrant when he was there. He only went to a bridge. He met with government officials and he left. That's deliberate. Look, you can't see what's happening and defend it. The last time we were down there, I had a reporter ask me, said, well, aren't the Democrat policies on immigration much more humane and compassionate? I just started laughing. I said, you know who doesn't believe that anymore? The Democrats. Where's Joe Biden? Where's Kamala Harris? Where's a Democrat senator? Where's Chuck Schumer? If this was humane and compassionate, they'd be holding press conferences down at the border. Look how humane and compassionate we are. You can no longer see the human suffering. We had the sheriff of Brooks County bring a binder just with photographs of dead bodies that he finds day after day after day of migrants who died crossing into this country. You can't defend the Biden body bags anymore. So the entire Democrat approach is hide from it, and they're frankly counting on the media. They're counting on the media not to tell the American people what's happening, because they have no defense. You know, you asked a minute ago about the supplemental. Understand the White House's strategy here because it's an utter joke. The funding that they call, quote, border security is not designed to reduce even one illegal immigrant. It's not designed to stop even one pound of fentanyl. What it is designed to do is accelerate this process. The Biden administration is asking for more money to process Illegal immigrants faster, more planes and more buses to send more illegal immigrants to New York City and Washington, D.C. and Chicago and every city in America. They don't want to stop it and understand Joe Biden could prevent this tomorrow. When you ask the Border Patrol agents, how do we fix this? They say, look, we don't need more money. We need policy. And here's the policy we need. When we catch someone, follow the law and deport them. And if you do that, the numbers plummet. Right now, when they catch someone, they let them go. And that person gets on their phone, gets on social media, tells all their friends back home, hey, if you come here, you get to stay. That question, it's one question. What happens when someone's apprehended? Do they get sent home or do they stay here? As long as Joe Biden insists the answer is they stay here, that number will keep going up. Children will keep being sexually abused, women will continue to be raped, and people will continue to die of fentanyl drug overdoses. The Democrats can't defend that. That's why they don't go, because they can't answer these questions, and they bear responsibility. You know, the Border Patrol agents, we were asking the kids these questions. One of the things they said to me is they said, you know, the agents have stopped asking. Because they have families, they go home to their kids and they can't stand the fact that they were just with a bunch of kids who were violently raped by human traffickers. That's happening today. It happened yesterday. It happened the day before. And it will continue happening as long as Joe Biden and the Senate Democrats want it to happen. Ted Cruz has said he's been targeted
1: for political defeat. By the arrogant nutcase Schumer, that's the head of the Senate majority, Democrat majority. So the communist Democrats and their rhino allies can install in the Senate another hate America Democrat, this time from Se- hate America Democrat senator, this time from Texas. Republicans of the U.S. House of Representatives are conducting an impeachment inquiry against Joe Biden for appalling financial corruption, Min- taking many millions with his family members from the CCP Ukraine, Russia, and other foreign countries and individuals and betraying American interests in the process. But Joe Biden, the communist lackey, could and should also be impeached for his absolute refusal to obey our nation's common-sense immigration laws. As Cruz just pointed out, it's obvious the madness of billions upon millions of unvetted people from around the world, including people on the terrorist watch list, currently pouring across our southern border Is by design. This is what Biden and his masters in the CCP, George Soros, his big supporter, Bill Gates and others want, the globalists. They have to bring America down. It's in the way of their plans for controlling and running the world. As you may know, there's currently yet another migrant caravan of some 7,000. It was 5,000 originally, now swelled to 7,000 aliens marching toward our country. Country's southern border through Mexico currently, I believe. Mexico, which is not a real country for me, and is owned by the criminal cartels and CCP gangs smuggling people and deadly fentanyl into the USA. The gangs supposedly bring fentanyl precursors. Some of it also is made into fentanyl in China, I'm told, but most of it is the precursor chemicals, and then the cartel gangs make it in Latin America and export it up to us, which kills up to a hundred thousand Americans a year. Another article in the Daily Mail on October 31 featured one of the one of the leaders of this humanitarian of this caravan coming up, and he said for humanitarian reasons he, he's he's a U.S. citizen. He says, but he's he's trying to help them. Uh, and the article had the headline quote Where where meant to say well, Where's the American intelligence close quote this, this gentleman is asking that migrant caravan leader slams Biden for failing to realize Latin America is quote conspiring against the U.S. end quote to create the immigration crisis as 5,000-strong group heads to the border. Of course, now it's swelled to 7,000. The subtitle reads, Irinio Mujica, a U.S. citizen who described himself as a human rights defender, is ha- leading a caravan of 5,000, as I said, now 7,000, migrants through Mexico to the U.S. border. Mujica said the Biden administration was being played for fools by Latin American leaders who could control migration and extract cash from Washington. Mohica said that he preferred Donald Trump's clarity on the border and said the current situation was, quote, inhumane. I quote. It's so ironic to me that Jews like U.S. Secretary Anthony Blinken, whose father, I understand, was a good friend of the wealthy leftist billionaire George Soros, leader of the Democratic Party and big-time supporter of Joe Biden, the communist and globalist, and Senate Majority Leader Chuck Schumer, who's also Jewish would have worked so diligently in supporting Biden administration policies aiding Iran and China and thus helping to facilitate the slaughter of Jews and other people in Israel and Palestine, Palestinians in Gaza. Do Schumer and Blinken really believe they will be allowed to live once the destruction of America and its subjugation to China and its allies, the radical Islamists, is completed? One of the great American patriots fighting for American election integrity, as I mentioned earlier, is Mike Lindell, CEO of MyPillow.com. Lindell's other website, FrankSpeech.com, and now websites, and now FrankSocial.com, contain a wealth of documentation of election and ballot fraud in America, including much solid evidence of Chinese communist cyber warfare in our elections. And if I'm wrong about this, I mean, what's the harm in investigating this stuff? But our government won't touch it. That's how you should be very suspicious. But anyway, he's got a lot of this information, a lot of documentation and supporting evidence here. Though Mike and his team have been diligently working to restore truth, transparency, and sanity to our elections, they and other election integrity activists have suffered many defeats since they began their work after the 2020 election. The other day, he has a, had a posted uh, video clip with an interview with Dr. Douglas Frank, who's been helping a mathematician who's been exposing these election fraud algorithms of the computers. And Fred and Frank had said they thought that originally that they were going to get some traction with the courts, with state legislature. He said, sadly, they're all mired in politics, and they've turned their backs on them. Horrifically and deeply saddening for me has been the realization that much of the president, former leadership of our intelligence communities, our judiciary, and other governmental apparatus have been in on the massive conspiracy to corrupt our elections and cover it up. That is, they are supporting it if they're not actually involved in it, along with a lot of other people in America, our elites in America. These people serve communist China and its greedy globalist sycophants, not America. I don't mean to be too vitriolic here, but I don't see. How else you can state it? Now, that's me, of course. Other people may may not be concerned, but they should be. I'm dismayed, and sorry to say, and sorry, as I said, sorry to be so negative, but at this point, I have great fear that we are not going to be able to reclaim integrity in our elections and save America from the terrible fate looming over us. And the really insane thing is most Americans remain blithely oblivious to their impending doom. All you have to do is open your eyes and look around. Though, for example, the World Economic Forum, attended by more people from America, business leaders, government people than any other country, but all the other, a lot of other countries do. They get together every year in Davos, Switzerland, and decide how they're going to run the world and worship communist China. And they have put out a video last year. They took it down because it was called a blueprint for tyranny by critics. But it said they predicted that by 2030, you will own nothing and you will be happy. That's a direct quote. Even the other day, Klaus Schwab, the head of WEF, he said,
0: By 2030, there will be no private-owned cars on the road.
1: Yeah. He must know something we don't. If you are in any way religious, pray for our country. And get involved at the local level while doing everything you can to influence your elected representatives to help fight against election and ballot fraud. You can begin by opening your eyes, as I said, to what's going on. There are many good alternative media websites where you can get more information. Check out some of the ones mentioned on our pages here at bbsradio.com. I need to update those. Some of them may not be, they may have changed or not be currently valid, but there are still many of them, still are, I think. A good start for getting involved in the struggle to save our nation would be to look over frankspeech.com and franksocial.com. There you'll find, as I said, a wealth of information that can volunteer to help with our local elections and donate to help out if you can afford it. The fate of the nation and your and your family's future hangs in the balance. Well, that's it for another show. I hope, as I said, I wasn't too vitriolic. As always, we hope you found our content today of interest and value. You can listen to a podcast of today's show when it's posted soon on The Jim Benson Show pages here at bbsradio.com. While you're at it, scroll down to the video clips and take a look at some of the videos I posted there. Look for us again two weeks from now in the same time slot with another live show. Have a great rest of your day and evening.